0: Hey guys, welcome to the Swerve Church Podcast. My name is Danny, the lead pastor. I pray that the message that you're about to hear is encouraging, uplifting, and honestly, challenging as well. I want to invite you to join us in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street, or catch Church Online at 11 a.m. on our YouTube or Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're blessed by today's message and that it helps draw you closer to Jesus. Envision this. You're at home and you're thirsty, so you go to grab some water or juice, but it hasn't been sitting in the fridge that long, so it's not that cold. So you open up the freezer to grab some ice. You grab the tray of ice and you go to crack the tray so that you can grab some ice, some nice cold cubes of ice and throw it into your glass. Only as you twist the tray, water begins to spill all over the place because the tray hasn't been in the freezer that long. And although it had a thin piece of ice on top, it was not fully formed. So now you have a mess because you spilled water all over the place and your drink is still lukewarm. There's a process the water has to go through in order uh, within the freezer so that it can harden up so that it can be placed into a drink and transfer its cold properties to your lukewarm liquid. But without being fully formed, you've basically got nothing. The funny thing is, and I'm sure you've all done this, You pull the tray of ice out, and it looks like solid ice. That's because the surface level of the water has frozen over. But when you came to look at it, and when you needed it the most, you realized that it wasn't fully ice yet. There was work that still needed to be done. Or how about this? I had some family that went to a holiday party last month. They told me that there was so much food and dessert. Everyone was smacking their lips, ready to sit down and eat. That's when the long-awaited turkey came out. It looked beautiful. The outside was brown. The tray came out sizzling from the oven. Smoke was rising off the surface of the bird, and the smell began to fill the air. They took a knife to cut into the turkey, and guess what? When they cut into it, they realized that though the bird looked perfectly cooked on the outside, inside, it was still raw. There was still a process of baking and cooking that had to take place before everyone could enjoy eating the turkey. It looked good. It even smelled good, but it was not done. It wasn't fully formed into the entree that they were hoping it to be. I wonder how many of us are like that. How many of us look like we've got it all together spiritually, but when you pull back the layers, you realize that it's actually surface layer stuff. It's just a thin piece of ice. It's the brown, crispy skin of the turkey, but we're not actually deeply formed. It's kind of like what's experienced with social media. What do we post on social? All you see are people's highlights. You see the moments of celebration. You see the successes. You see the wins. You see the victories and the accomplishments. Most of the time, what you put out are the well-polished, well-choreographed, well-positioned, and posed images of yourself, which you don't see often, are the failures, regrets, mistakes, mishaps, the imperfect, tired, stressed, overworked, undernourished, relationally frustrated, messy hair version of yourself. All you see is the surface level. But here's what God wants. He wants us to be deeply formed. And that's the big idea of this series. We don't want shallow, surface-level transformation. We want to be deeply formed by God. This is what I want for us as a church. This is what I want for myself. To be deeply formed by God. Not just have a surface level Christianity that looks good on the outside, but is ultimately all show. This is also ultimately what will help us engage our neighbors. Because if God is doing a deep work within us, it absolutely has to produce a real substantive fruit in our lives. It will be a work that will ultimately be visible to those who don't know Jesus. It will be evidence of a living God at work in His people. It will breed an authenticity that will be attractive to people who don't know or have not surrendered to Christ. But beyond all that, the reason we want to be deeply formed is because God cares about all of you. Not just your heart, not just your mind, not just your body. He cares about you holistically. That's why we're called to love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Consider an iceberg. When you look at an iceberg, it looks like a chunk of ice floating on top of water. But if you were to go below the surface of the water, you would learn that the chunk of ice that you see only accounts for 10% of the ice. 90% of the iceberg remains below the surface of the water, yet all you see is the 10% above it. In the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul is addressing an issue within the church. The problem was that some religious people had infiltrated with a message saying that in order to truly experience salvation and be right with God, you had to be circumcised. In other words, you had to take care of a surface level thing, an outward thing, a physical thing in order to be right with God. Paul emphatically throughout the letter rejects that idea and he desires something greater than the 10%. Here's what he says in chapter 4 verse 19, my children... I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. You can hear the frustration and the angst with which Paul is communicating here. He's like wanting so much more for the Galatians. It's like he's saying that 10% stuff is superficial. The genuine work, the 90% below the surface is having Jesus be deeply formed in you. It's the work of Christ, the salvation of Christ, the redemption of Jesus. So throughout this series and as we enter a new year, we're gonna be challenged as a church and as individuals to leave shallow surface level transformation. We wanna go deeper. We want Christ to be formed in us. The question is how? How do we become deeply formed in Christ? We live in a world that screams superficiality and shallowness. shallowness. It's all facade, image, and portrayal while inwardly wasting away. The aim of this series is to hopefully give us tools To help us be deeply formed and remain connected to Christ. Especially in a new year when some of us are setting out resolutions, we have goals, we're trying to break old habits and form new ones. Why not implement some of these things to help form rhythms that will lead to you being deeply formed? But allow me to lay down some groundwork for what can help us, what can help lead us towards being deeply formed. In order to be deeply formed, we have to work our way past the posterior and down into the depths of our heart. And so here's where we begin. You can write this down in your notes. We begin with ongoing repentance and renewal. The idea behind repentance and renewal is a constant returning to God. It's acknowledging how, as the hymn says, our hearts are prone to wander, prone to leave the God we love. And what this means is that with great humility, we return to God. Guys, there are a million little idols all warring for your attention and time. These idols beg for your worship, sacrifice, and adoration. God deserves first place in our lives, yet we give Him the leftovers of our life. So to be deeply formed, to allow the Holy Spirit to do a deep work in our souls, it begins with an attitude of repentance. In the Old Testament, as a sign of repentance and sorrow, people would tear their clothes and they would pour ashes on their heads. It was an outward showing of their sorrow. But more than ripped clothes, what God was actually after was their heart. Look at what God says through the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. Tear your hearts, not just your clothes, and return to the Lord your God. For He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and he relents from sending disaster. The prophet called the people and in turn calls us today to return to the Lord our God. And the surprising thing is that when we return to him, we're not going to find an an angry God with his arms crossed and a burrowed frown and a look of disappointment on his face. No, you're going to find a God that is gracious, compassionate, patient, and abounding in faithful love. So what have you been doing? Have you been tearing your clothes? Or have you been tearing your heart? Have you been treating surface-level problems while leaving the most profound issues undealt with? Are you putting your best face forward, but then underneath the facade, have an utterly broken and unrepentant, unrenewed version of yourself, kind of like just duct tape together, barely holding on? And Rich Viotis, in his book by the same title of our series, says this, So we need to be regularly called back to the essence of our lives in God. That essence is one of ongoing transformation that is Christ being formed in us. He speaks of ongoing transformation. In other words, there's still work that needs to be done within our hearts. And while we've experienced the forgiveness of sin through Christ's work on the cross, we still struggle this side of eternity and are experiencing an ongoing transformation. This means that we acknowledge our weakness. We realize that we're not perfect. We are flawed, sinful human beings. While we love to pretend we're okay and put that image out for the rest of the world to see, we have to admit that we're incredibly broken and are in constant, never-ending need of God's forgiveness, love, and mercy made available in and through Jesus. So we repent. To repent is to acknowledge what God already knows, that we've sinned against Him. We've pursued false gods. We've surrendered lordship to other things and other people, but we return to Him. How often do we go about our lives unrepented? Is this you? Could it be that you've been living your life apart from God? Maybe you read your Bible, you go to church, you say your prayers, but your heart is disconnected from the God that you're praying to. Guys, the Christian life is one of continual repentance and renewal. Ain't nobody here perfect. Ain't nobody here got it all together or all figured out. We're all sinners in desperate need of a Savior. We all need constant realignment. And what this means is that we don't tear our clothes. We tear our hearts in ongoing repentance and renewal. And in order for us to be deeply formed, it means that we must be rooted in Christ. Many of us find other things to root ourselves in. For example, maybe we root ourselves in our professions. We might root ourselves in our family or heritage. We might root ourselves in our finances and wealth. The problem is that all those things that we root ourselves in are sinking sand. Many of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you rooted yourself in your work, but then a major layoff happened or a few business deals fell through the crack. You you, you rooted yourself in family or relationships, but then the relationship faded. The romance disappeared the family split up, and everyone went their own way. Some of you rooted yourself in your wealth or in prosperity, but then the well dried up, the deal stopped coming in, or you remained successful, but the money didn't give you the satisfaction or fulfillment that you were looking for. And that's because all of those foundations are incapable of sustaining you. And this is the argument that Jesus made to His disciples in John chapter 15. He says this, remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Jesus' call is to remain connected to him, to be rooted in him. And when we are, we can produce fruit. Redwood trees are found along the coast of California, and they can grow up to 400 feet up in the sky. They're these huge, impressive trees. But get this, their roots often only go five or six feet deep. However, they spread over 100 feet from the base of the trunk. And then the roots all intermingle and become entwined with the roots of other redwood trees, allowing them to be connected, which gives them the strength to continue to shoot up to the sky. This is what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to remain connected to him. He is the vine, we are the branches, and if we remain rooted in Him, we can produce fruit. Rich Viotis also says this in his book, God longs for us to be fully alive, soaring into the sky and bearing witness to God's good life that is available to us. But if we hope to be shaped and changed in this way of life, we must have a root system powerful enough to hold us together. How often do we want to thrive and succeed and grow and prosper, yet remain completely independent of Christ? We want the blessings of Christ without a commitment to Christ. We want serenity and salvation without submission and surrender to Jesus. What are you connected to? What are you rooted in? What are you drawing your value from? Could it be that the very thing you've been connected to is the very thing drawing you away from the only thing that can actually sustain you, and that is being connected and rooted in Christ. For some of us, our foundations are so rocky because our roots are shallow and they're planted into shifting sand. Instead, what we're called to by Jesus himself is to be rooted in him. He is the vine, we are the branches. And here's the thing, once the branch is disconnected from the vine, guess what happens? It dies. When we're disconnected from Christ, we begin to spiritually waste away. So here's what we're going to be challenged to do. We're going to go deep because we want to be deeply formed by Christ. This is what I'm praying for every single one of you and myself, that Jesus would do a good work in us and that we might be formed more and more into his image. If you're here today and you've been living your life apart from Jesus, maybe you've tried religion and spiritualism Maybe you've tried being a good moral person and charitable. Maybe you've tried being indifferent, but accepting, you know, of other people's beliefs. But you realize that you've always come on the other side of that empty. It's because all those things are the 10% of the iceberg. You need to deal with the 90%. Below the surface, what you'll find is is that we're all sinful by nature and choice. Our hearts are not inclined towards God naturally. And because of our sin, We're spiritually dead. God being holy and perfect cannot stand to have sin and rebellion in His presence. So God does the unthinkable. Creator enters His own creation. Jesus, the God-man, walks the earth and withholds the standard of God, perfection. As being blameless and without sin, He becomes a willing sacrifice to bear the weight of our sin. Jesus is led to die a gruesome and barbaric death on a Roman cross to demonstrate the ugliness and severity of our sin. And on that cross, God's just wrath was satisfied for our sin. They placed his body in a tomb until three days later, as the Old Testament proclaimed, and as Jesus has said of himself, he rose from the grave. So now when we look to the cross, it is no longer a sign of our defeat, but a sign of our victory. Because Jesus conquered Satan's sin and death. Sin no longer has the grip it had. And for all who call on the name of Jesus, out of God's great love and mercy for you and me, we can have forgiveness of sin, new life, and an eternity in the presence of God. This salvation is available to everyone and anyone who calls on the name of Jesus. It's a free gift. You can't earn it. You don't. We don't deserve it. But it's an invitation to anyone who acknowledges their need. And if you haven't surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus, if you haven't accepted this free gift, I invite you to do so today. And For the rest of us, do you want to be deeply formed? I'm not talking about the fake, surface-level fluff. I mean, do you genuinely want to be rooted in Christ? I pray that we'd all want that, you know, that you'd want that for yourself and that we'd want that for each other. So then let's lead our lives with ongoing repentance and renewal. Let's lay down deep roots in Christ and let's commit to being deeply formed. Lord, I pray for a humble attitude that we might be a repenting people that we would constantly come to you with hearts full of sorrow over our sin and gratitude for the forgiveness of them. There are so many things fighting for our affections, warring for our time in pursuit of our worship, but I pray that we might remain rooted in Christ, that we might stay connected to you and bear fruit. Lord, do a deep work in our lives. What you need to weed out, would you remove? What you need to inject into our souls, would you place? Form us into Christ's image, for your glory and the good of our community we pray this in jesus name amen guys i truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message I want to take a second to invite you to join us in person we're gathering this sunday at 11 a.m at the swerve hub 239 stanhope street right here in bushwick brooklyn and come on over join us come to the swerve hub let's worship together let's get together let's worship god together let's learn and grow together let's fellowship together why don't you come out and join us in person this sunday